Welcome to the New Look TC Daily. In fact, we have a brand new name for the show going into 2023, and that is the Tech Central Show, TCS. I hope you like our new set. Despite the name change, you can still find us at the same place on YouTube. I think you know the address by now. It's youtube.com slash techcentral. Hit that subscribe button and you'll never miss one of the great interviews we've got lined up this year. And uh, one of those great interviews is coming up next. Johan Krier is Head of Community Independence at AfriForum. Uh, and he's going to delve into some very interesting uh, news that came out in the last uh, two weeks or so. I think it was published in the Report and the City Press. Um, and that's that AfriForum plans to build its own electricity generation system of some kind. And I'm uh, very keen to unpack this with AfriForum. So, Johan, thank you for making the time. Thanks for coming through to Joburg. And uh, thank you for doing this interview. Thank you very much, Duncan. It's great to be here. Fantastic. Um, I think most of our, our viewers and listeners uh, are aware of AfriForum. Uh, perhaps they don't know exactly what it is you guys do. You're a, a civil organization, civil, uh, civil, rights. civil rights organization. Maybe just a little bit of background on who AfriForum is. I think it's very often associated with the Afrikaans community. Is, is that a fair perception? Um, I think so. I think um, uh, Af well, AfriForum um, came into being about 15 years ago. It's a civil rights organization. Um, you know, uh, basically um, looking at uh, uh, sustaining or um, ensuring that our members and the, the Afrikaans cultural community and the Afrikaans speaking people in general, um, you know, have a free um, and a um, successful um, future ahead of them, prosperous. So, um, obviously, we um, we're not exclusive. We have members from from all over, mm -hmm. um, you know, in every spectrum, and we um, black white black black across white the mm -hmm. across the board. Um, um, although, um, um, uh, you know, at the, that is the case. We um, we labour in various fields. Um, mm -hmm. So, for example, um, interculturally, we um, we have a number of projects. Um, so, on the community side, we have about 160. Um, branches, countrywide active branches, um, you know, working on um, keeping uh, the community sustainable in, in, in various um, aspects, um, also on the safety side. Um, so, so we're very active in that side. And then on the activism side, obviously, you know, taking on various issues that we, we feel uh, must be taken on on behalf of our members and 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 uh, given our our aims. So um, very very fortunate to um, to have about three hundred and ten thousand members um, okay. at this stage, and uh, form, we also form part of a bigger solidarity movement, about five hundred thousand members in total. So um, we're very blessed, and yeah, also um, you know very humbled to be able to say that we also have to try and do our bit as far as, as energy sustainability mm -hmm. is concerned and trying to alleviate this, this mm -hmm. crisis that we're in. Right, and it certainly is a crisis, and, and, and we're going to get into some detail about what ex it is exactly that AfriForum is trying to do. But tell me a bit about your role, Johan. Um, have you, how, how long have you been with AfriForum? You're head of community independence. Uh, what does your day-to-day -day job entail? Yes, yeah, so, so basically all, uh, all matters co um, community fall under me. So from, from, from the safety side um, to, to our structures, um, you know, to also some specialist portfolios, um, working in local government, um, environmental affairs, even in, in, in risk and so forth, um, fall under me. So, um, so I, I manage those. 
Um, but but yeah, so one of our um, our big aims is to to try and um, ensure um, autonomous communities. So ensure that communities flourish, um, and and um, you know decentralisation and federalism is of course part of the of, of our aim. Um, so we're working um, in that field um, quite extensively with a number of projects. Um, so yes, we we we're blessed to be able to say that we. Um, we're trying to do our best, um, you know, at ground level mm -hmm. to make life better of, of, of our communities. And obviously, as far as we can and um, with the project that we do, it's not only the, mm -hmm. um, the Afrikaner community or the, um, the Afrikaans speaking community, but the whole of the, of the, of the community. Um, so, yeah, we're active in, um, in various municipal matters. Um, so we engage with about 120 municipalities in, in various um, ways. Um, so you're right at the coal face of everything that's going on in the ground in this country, right? Yes, we, we are. Um, we are. And um, um, yes, the, the challenges are, as, as, as many of the views obviously now, is quite big. Mm. And mounting, it seems. And, and mounting. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. So let's talk a bit about this, uh, about the story that appeared in, in the city press and, and a report newspapers um, two weeks ago or so. Um, Every forum is is um, looking to get into the energy generation business. It wasn't entirely clear to me to the extent that you want to do that, whether you want to build your own ESCOM mm. yes. uh, or, the, or or if you're just looking to help facilitate the private generation yeah. of power within towns and cities across South Africa. Maybe just take us through the genesis of this project, what the scale of it is and what AfriForum's actual involvement on the ground is going to be. I think you, um, I think you, you summed it up quite well. Um, so, so basically, at the beginning of last year, we we started with the energy working group um, consisting of of um, specialists in the in, in various energy um, fields, um, and also from the academic side and so forth. And we obviously uh, felt the brunt along with everyone else of of this crisis. And we said, well, what what is it that we can do? And that led up to an energy in Darba that we held last year in, during November. Um, uh, working with the AAI and um, it's, it's an organization representing around 20 um, Afrikaner organizations and also working with the Taubo and Foundation to see looking at um, solutions in various fields and also that was um, um, that was also supported by the, the Konrad Adenauer Foundation, a German think tank. So, okay. So basically, we started unpacking what what are the the options uh, apart from ESCOM, and and um, you know so so that that went actually quite well, um, but in the end, I think we all know that ESCOM ESCOM is not sustainable um, in the sense that it, it won't be able to to to, to uh, provide the energy that's necessary. And what can we do? Mm -hmm. So so basically, it's a f it's a facilitation um, at at the early stages, but uh, in the long term, we're also looking at um, possibly, um, uh, you know, getting involved with this energy um, company with with the nuclear uh, people with nuclear technology mm -hmm. that, that is going on. So the first two stages, is, if I may, if I might call it that, is basically immediately now. What can we do to alleviate this um, um, this crisis? Mm -hmm. So, so we we're using our footprint, um, you know. Um, to, to try and facilitate basically at the very basic level bringing um, knowledge to our members and bigger, the biggest uh, community on um, what it is that you need to implement now um, in terms of solar technology mm -hmm. um, and what are you looking at, who are the, 
the people that you can depend on, but um, you know, trying to just facilitate knowledge, and then also bringing um, installers, bigger providers, and so forth into the, um, into the mix to see can we um, can we ensure um, good value. Uh, uh, pricing, etc., and then also how can we intervene with the f- uh, financial models to to make this as um, uh, you know as um, affordable as possible, especially at the very lower end. So, right. facilitation role um, in the first one, um, um, and then in the so, medium. So, to, so do you, are you yeah. going to pub- as every forum? Are you going to publish best practice documents, yeah. a supplier list? Right. That sort of thing. So yes, exactly. So what we did, Duncan, now is just um, we we uh, published uh, or um, yeah we, we gave out a guide on on basic principles of, of solar energy to, to to for the for the guy like myself not knowing what or, or, you know where to start, what it is that you're looking at, what are the basic terms, what do you really need? Um, do you really need that big system or right. uh, do you uh, you know just uh, starting to Get basic some advice. From basic advice, mm-hmm. um, and then also bringing the the um, accredited and qualified um, installers, um, you know, on our platform to to the consumer out there. So we're working with the um, uh, Association for Renewable Energy Practitioners there. We are engaging with uh, Subvia. So um, we uh, we must ensure, to, as far as we can, that the that uh, you know the quality and accreditation mm-hmm. is there. Sepia being the uh, South African Photovoltaic Association. That's right. Okay. You know, trying to get their, their members, uh, memberless basically, and you know those guys that have the green card um, to do the installments and so on, to, to bring that to our members um, so that you, as far as you can, have that, uh, um, you know, have that credibility mm-hmm. and, and good service. Um, so I think that's basically what you can do immediately. Um, but in the medium term, um, um, you know, we, there's a, a quite a lot of stakeholders that we are engaging with to see what what is available that is feasible now, mm-hmm. that we can provide to communities to get communities and small towns more independent. Um, so, uh, in terms of solar, in terms of gas, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of wind, you know, uh, even in the uh, so in the renewable space, what what is the, what what is available and what has been successful, um, and so we're trying to 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 get a blueprint. Um, that we can um, offer communities, okay. um, but also use our muscle, you know, from yeah. an activist point of view, to engage with municipalities to say, look, here's a solution. Start opening, opening up the doors, you know, start decentralizing. What is the re- yeah. reaction from some of these uh, smaller municipalities? I mean, I think we're all aware of what's going on in the big cities. Um, I mean, we're here in Johannesburg. You're in Pretoria. We know what's happening down in Cape Town, and some of the efforts that the municipality there is putting in. Uh, we know we know the infrastructure, city power's infrastructure here in Johannesburg, for example, is crumbling. When there's load shedding, it's yeah, off very often the power doesn't come back on. But I think Afri Forum probably has some good insight into what's happening in the smaller towns around South Africa as well. Do, do you travel yes. around the country? Do you see what's happening at the coalface? And is the situation worse than what we're seeing here in Gauteng in some of the smaller towns? Yeah, absolutely, um, Duncan. Sure, I, I think I spoke to to some of the guys in in Betal and Pumalanga now that yeah. they've been. Uh, some of the communities have been um, without water for sixty days. So it's without it's, water uh, for sixty, 60 days. days, six zero. So, so and and that's mainly due to 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 power. Um, so the lack of power, not not being able to pump, so it's really a, a, a perfect storm there. So in many of the um, smaller municipalities, the rural 
areas, you're, you're, finding, you're finding misery there. When you drive there, you find misery. Um, and, it's, and, and it's, like I say, from, from, from the sewage infrastructure, water, and now power as well. Um, so I think the crisis is there. It's a question of bringing those municipalities, um, you know, and um, frankly speaking, the ANC municipalities to, to the brink to say, look, the, the alternative is absolute total collapse, mm -hmm. which, which is very close. Um, happened in some areas uh, already. It's, it's, it's already happened. I, I'm, it's, it, it is so. So how do you how do you come back from that, and and how do you if you can still stop it? How do you yeah. do it? So start engaging with 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 and and there's there's so many um, stakeholders and private role players that are willing to to mm. do this. They even have the capital available. It's only the political will. So yeah. so there's a very nice success story in Mafubi municipality, Mafube. Frankfurt. Where is yeah. that? Mafube is in the Free State. It's uh, in the Frankfurt. Police area there, um, and 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 so that's really a, a glimmer of hope if you, if you, if if you, if you can say that. Well, tell us about what's happening in the Mafuba municipality. Yes. What is AfriForum's involvement there? Um, so AfriForum um, AfriForum is is working with a company called Rural Maintenance, mm -hmm. um, and they've been in the energy field for many years now. Um, so what? Uh, so we're working together in other fields as well. There's litigation. So there's a whole mix of things there. We're trying to get sewage going, water, um, refuse, but the very nice story that Rural has, has um, achieved there is that they there was a municipal manager with foresight there and signed a 25-year uh, agreement with Rural to okay. to, to uh, provide, the, to basically generate, distribute, do the um, collection. Um, so they've basically taken over on behalf of the municipality the whole value chain of any. So they're generating it with solar, they are its own network, um, and they they getting the money in. They're paying the municipality and ESCOM, and so. Um, and this uh, is an ANC municipality. And this is an ANC municipality, uh, and, and that's the uh, that's the only one really. Um, so, <laughs> but but uh, uh, but the success of that story is is so is so big. So they've they've now um, uh, applied to be exempted from load shedding, and they're on the brink. So I think wow. that'll be the first one. Wow. So, so it's possible. Uh, the blo the blueprint is there. The capital investment is there. It's really that political step of saying, "All right, rural, come in," yep. or whichever private sector role player come in and um, and uh, and just help us. Why well, do you think Mafube has been pragmatic about this, whereas other municipalities have not? I. I, I honestly can't say, and I really say it's that it's that municipal manager that saw okay. what was coming. So it's, it was that small gap that was taken Interesting. there. Interesting. Um, and your engagements with other municipalities, I mean, um, most municipalities yeah. obviously around the country are ANC controlled. Yeah. Um, I, I'm imagining there's quite a bit of antipathy in the ANC towards AfriForum. Um, what what are you seeing on the ground typically? Yeah. Not in not like the Mafube instance, but but what you're seeing in towns like Bethel, for example. Yes, well, typically there's there's a closed door um, that, that we We're run into, mm -hmm. um, but but as a, as a, as a starting point, we all, we we participate in as far as we can in the in the IDP process every year. We we come forward with solutions. IDP being the the um, uh, integrated development plan okay. of, of a municipality, really to uh, really to say what will be what will be the business plan, the budget, etc. Right. Um, so so we we bring those solutions to the table. 
Um, we in in two minis two municipalities we have um, uh, we have um, uh, agreements with the municipality to say we on on our uh, on our cost at our cost we will provide you with uh, specialist advice on water on sanitation. We've we've gone in there and we've um, you know we've given the rundown of what must be done and what it will be cost or costing etc. Um, um, so, so they they eager to take that, mm -hmm. but not eager to implement. Mm. So, in many in many respects, I think there is there is a there is a conversation going, but the the step of to say, um, uh, well, okay, come and help us, you know, bringing the, the private sector players that were able to do this, you know, that is um, that remains a challenge. Mm. Um, we we did have a, a success in Kritling River in Koster couple of years ago where the community there got a court order on an urgent basis to to manage the uh, water and sewage plants there. Mm -hmm. um, because where is Costa? Costa is in northwest. Northwest, okay. Yeah, and um, um, you know, to to say, well, that municipality is so dilapidated and obviously can do it, it that they got that court order and um, Afri Forum came in with our teams and specialists and we assisted with running those mm -hmm. those plants and getting them back to functionality and to the extent that the water was going um, you know very well mm -hmm. on our way even to 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 green drop status you know on the oh well um, so but obviously then the political side came in again and it, uh, you know it's not good for <laughs> ANC municipality to be bailed out by the community and to say right. years of success so the court in the end, um, ordered that you know it all be given back to the oh. municipality now, and unfortunately, and quite predictably, it's 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 gone back to where it oh, was, no. and even worse. So, so I think the the options are there, the solutions are there. If we can force the municipalities to get uh, to get going with the political side, it it is possible. Mm. Let's let's talk a little bit further down the line. Then uh, your CEO Kali Krill. Uh, has been quoted as saying that uh, Afri Forum is in discussions with a South African-born businessman by the name of Andre Pinar. I think I know the name, actually. Uh, he founded a company called C5 Capital, um, and you're in talks with him about uh, possibly developing a pebble bed modular nuclear reactor, uh, which sounds absolutely fascinating. Um, who is Andre Pinar exactly? And um, tell us a bit about this nuclear plan. Now, Andre, Andre Pinar is a... Um yeah, he had also a quite nice uh, piece in the report last week. He's uh, obviously a South African, Afrikaner. Um, he's been living abroad for 30 years. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, you know, remains uh, quite close to the country. And so he, he, he travels between London and Washington. And um, he has this venture capitalist, uh, capital um, um, firm. So um, he also um, spoke at the Energy in Darbar and... Um, and uh, and and did his paper on the possibility of the people with nuclear modular um, technology, which um, is already ongoing in, in in Washington, for example. And his firm um, is invested in in X Energy. There, mm -hmm. so, um, we've been in the news in the last week or two. Uh, yeah. I've seen reports actually in the U.S. I think I saw something in the New York Times, if I'm not mistaken, about the deployment of pebble bed modular nuclear reactors in the US, X Energy is at the forefront of this, isn't it? Absolutely so. So, um, so Andre is quite positive that it can be done um, also in South Africa. So that technology that's being developed, 
So the, uh, in broad terms, the, the plan is to also introduce it in South Africa. Um, and we're in formal talks with him. And as you said, it's, um, it's, 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 it's getting, it's going. It's, um, I saw the nuclear regulator in the USA uh, approved a, um, a similar technology in, in San Francisco. I think that's uh, the story I read, actually. Yeah, yeah, pro yeah. probably. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's actually going. It's, um, we're talking actually tomorrow with guys in, in Canada doing the same sort of thing. And there's also a, there's also a Chinese um, uh, plant that's already going on similar sort of, mm -hmm. um, of technology. And um, I think, like you said, um, uh, when we spoke earlier, it, it is something that South Africa could have been um, at the forefront yes, of. Yes, in fact, we were pioneers in the develop, early yeah. development of pebble bed modular nuclear reactors. I think uh, ESCOM was doing uh, some of the work there. What exactly is a pebble bed modular nuclear reactor? Uh, is it just a tiny nuclear power station? How does it work exactly? Yeah, it's uh, well, as far as a lawyer can tell you. Sure. Um, uh, I understand it to be you know, very, very small. So basically to, to be able to fit on a, on a, on a flatbed truck, um, you know, in a container sort of. Um, so, so um, um, yes, very, very small um, and uh, also inherently safe. Um, that was my next question. Yeah, <laughs> that is. Yeah, I think that's all, all of our questions. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't want to. You don't want to be in the on the TV for the wrong. I've yeah, 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 just yeah, nuked, nuked some town somewhere. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're already destroyed. But okay. Um, yeah. So so um, they they are they, well. They're said to be inherently safe and easy transportable, and also can um, um, provide for 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 decades. Um, so this the specific technology I, I won't be able to elaborate too no, much fair upon. enough but um, it's it's um, it, it's been a technology that's been in development for a very long time mm. and it now appears that it's starting to 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 be, to be rolled out mm. commercially um, but if, if you were to do it here in South Africa I presume there are a lot of Obstacles in your way. Um, I imagine Gwede Mantashi is one of those obstacles. The energy regulator Nasha must yeah. also uh, approve this, I would assume, and there will be a lot of political debate uh, yes. about allowing private capital to invest in nuclear power generation in, in South Africa. Have you, have you had any of these conversations with government or anyone in the regulators at this stage? Well, we, we're starting to engage and we, we're seeking those in, engagement um, opportunities um, but I think I think the the government will have no other choice than to start doing it. Um, I think the concessions that we saw last year with regards to capacity uh, generation capacity up to 100 megawatts, mm. etc. Um, now lifted, it's un uncapped. Uh, that's right. Mm. So so you so, so so that's not because they wanted to do it. It's no. because um, they had to do it. And I think this will be a similar exercise that you, the groundswell will become such that the, the they will have no choice but to also look at this as part of the energy mix. But of course, from Afi Forum's side and the, and, the, and the broader society, when we know this is safe and feasible, mm -hmm. we must um, use our muscle from, yep. from ground to, to also kick open those doors, whether it be by litigation or by... Right. So, so yes, the obstacles are there, but... Um, um, but I think the ANC is, with their, is to a large extent, as far as this is concerned, with their backs against the wall. Yes. And um, yeah, and like you said, we have the know-how. We 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 have even have the know-how here now. We since our um, uh, announcement a couple of weeks ago, 
people have just been flooding in to say, oh. look, we're still working on this. We're working there in their South African guys. Oh. Yeah, you know, South Africans are very resilient. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, X Energy guys are are South Africans. Yes. They used to work on the on the uh, you know on the project here, and unfortunately, like you said, it was stopped. Do you know why? Uh, um, I'm not not exact, entirely sure why, but um, it was a long time ago, 2010, I think. Uh, yeah, tw 2010, and we were well on our way. And and under President Zuma, it was it was stopped. And he prefers um, his nukes from Russia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, he, he probably he probably had a um, yeah, an agreement there. So, um, but but very unfortunate, of course. And all those people, um, you know, were went abroad and were actually hit under to to these sort of. Um, uh, the ex energies of the world, and um, yeah, how sad is that? Not, but okay, it um, it is possible still. Yeah, yeah. So going to be going to be interesting to watch this this uh, roll out. I mean, you're speaking about the PMPBMR. Uh, have you got a specific site in mind at this stage as as Afriform where you'd like to deploy one of these? Not not at this stage. Um, obviously, we um, um, you know the the Western Cape and uh, you know because of the of their willingness to mm -hmm. to, to look at this is a, is a, is a um, likely place to do a likely place. Um, but if we um, you know if we can engage with with other municipalities who um, have no other option, mm -hmm. you know I think obviously we'll do that. Um, um, but yeah, as as the years progress, we will. Hopefully, um, you know, have, have other options available. Yeah. What about uh, wind and uh, solar? Is that something that Afriform is looking at as well as part of this project? Yes, absolutely. I think that will remain part of the mix. And I mean, uh, at a utility scale rather yeah, than individual households. Individual, yes, yeah. we are. So, so mm -hmm. for example, the rurals of, 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 of the country, um, we, we will try to create the platform to bring um, their know-how and track records, uh, capital, and the opportunities together. So a lot of um, uh, also foreign investors in the last week, uh, you know, contacting us and saying, just give us the projects that are feasible and, um, you know, let's, let's start working together. So, so yes, definitely. Um, uh, even, even in coal, there's still, a, there's still some um, talks ongoing, um, you know, in, in, in gas, mm -hmm. natural gas. We're talking with, uh, with uh, guys that are in Mozambique now uh, with, with plants available. So, um, you know, so you must try to bring those, those, those rail plays together mm -hmm. and al almost make it impossible for government to, to ignore. Yeah. And put pressure on deregulating this this whole, uh, this, this whole landscape. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm always interested uh, here at Tech Central. We're obviously very interested in telecommunications and broadband, etc. Yes. And something I've covered very closely over the years is the deregulation and liberalisation of the telecommunications industry in South Africa. Until 15 years ago, so Telcom had an absolute monopoly yes. over fixed lines. Um, and then there was a court judgment, I think it was Altec, yes. uh, that brought a court judgment against the then Minister of Communications and the sector was liberalised basically overnight. Mm -hmm. The net effect of that was private sector moved in, rolled out fibre to the home yeah. on a large scale, especially in the cities, not so much in the smaller towns, it's starting to happen there as well. Yes. But that was the liberalisation of, of an industry. And I'm wondering if we're going to see a similar effect in the electricity industry with some of the measures that are being introduced now. Now, we obviously talk about the private power generation, the deployment of utility-scale solar, wind. You've spoken about PBMRs and the possibility of those contributing to the grid. 
Um, but we've also got a problem in terms of the last mile distribution of electricity infrastructure mm. into homes and businesses in that that infrastructure is also, we see it here in Johannesburg, that infrastructure is collapsing. Mm. City Power, for example, is unable to... Yeah to uh, maintain the infrastructure. They say they need 30 billion rand to fix the system Absolutely. just on the electricity side of things. Um, do, do you think that um, it's feasible in electricity to do what's happened in telecommunications and actually um, start to have the private sector start mm. to deploy and look after that last mile electricity infrastructure as well? Duncan, I, th I don't think we have a choice. I think it is possible. I think the appetite is there. Um, and, and once again, it's a question of, 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 of breaking that monopoly and liberalizing the sector. So I think it, it will, of course, be a, a, you know, quite a muscle that goes into that. But I don't see us having a choice and I don't see government having, yeah. having a choice. So I think it is possible, obviously, a very complex problem with the infrastructure and, you know, the, the, the right of, of, of theft and corruption mm -hmm. and all of that. So. Um, but I think I think it is possible, but um, but a very firm commitment from government that they are, you know they, they have the well-being of the country at, at heart and not the that of the party is is absolutely important. Sure, sure. It's the, the politics, but it's also an ideological thing as well. But also, governments around the world, municipal infrastructure is, is tended tends to be provided almost exclusively by government in some capacity, usually a local government of some, some kind, and this is true across the developing and developed worlds. Mm. So if we were to fully privatize our last mile electricity infrastructure in South Africa, do you think, I mean, would we be doing something that's unique globally or are there exa other examples elsewhere in the world of privatized, fully privatized electricity infrastructure? I, I think it will, it will probably always be a mix, um, especially in our in our context, but I think okay. I think to um, you know, I think to a certain extent, we um, we we have to um, decentralise. Yeah, you know, the, the centralised management is um, you know, in a monolithic sort of you know governing structure yeah. is 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 you know in the African context, uh, even even worldwide. I think it's it's uh, it's not just vast. Africa where you see yeah. sort of deregulation. Mm. And um, yeah, so so it must happen and. Hopefully, we can, um, you know, have at least these pockets of, you know, decentralized working, uh, a, a working system, and I think that's where we we're probably going. And I don't think that government can really stop it, if the if communities, um, you know, simply say, we're going to do it. Mm. So the liberalisation and privatisation of the electricity sector is 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 is, is almost happening. Not because of a government policy, but because of government failure. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Now, all of this, the, all of this work that you're doing in the energy space is is is, is grouped under something called Project Afri Energy. That's right. Um, so you've spoken about the components of this. There's the PBMR, which is a more medium to longer term thing. There's the short term thing of helping households get off the grid, households and businesses get off the grid, providing them with advice. But another leg of of, of Project Afri Energy is is a court case that you've brought against the energy regulator NERSA. Um, just tell us what that's about exactly. Yeah, so so basically two uh, two pronged. The the one is um, you know on the recent tariff increases, we mm -hmm. we simply looking for what the reasons are and seeing whether that can be reviewed. Um, you know because that that in itself makes it so difficult you know for the for the consumer. But then we must um, you know we're looking our legal team is looking at the the holes for um, ensuring that. Um, deregulation 
you know, is hastened. Mm -hmm. So uh, where can we, um, you know, be through, uh, you know, through a structured interdict or um, the correct legal avenue ensure that um, NERSA and government and ESCOM take the necessary steps to make it as easy as possible, um, you know, to start putting uh, energy back in the grid. Um, uh, obviously, we have to um, protect the integrity of the grid. Um, so, so it's not a free for all, total sure. wipeout. But, um, but I th you know, it, uh, we think that um, you know there must be firm commitments and uh, and a, a structured approach from from NERSA and and, and ESCOM and government to say, um, you know, this is what we're doing to to make it easier to become part of the solution, you know. So we've heard those um, those sounds from government, but mm. how long is it not taking? So um, so what we're basically um, looking at is to see how can we uh, hasten that mm -hmm. through litigation. Okay. And uh, there's obviously a lot of um, work that needs to be done on a, from a policy and regulatory perspective as the market liberalizes. In fact, yeah. as the market liberalizes, you probably need more regulation because the market becomes more complex and you've got more players trying to deal with each other and you don't want that free-for-all which could actually end up damaging the system. Right. Um, there, there must be plenty of examples internationally of how this has been done, but is AfriForum doing any work around policy development, about regulatory uh, development uh, around things like feed-in tariffs, for example, people who've gone off or have off. gone partially off-grid? Um, you know, there's a lot of work that still needs to be done in kind of figuring these things out. And I imagine that municipalities in South Africa particularly need a lot of assistance yeah. in developing some of those those regulations. Um, should this be happening at a municipal by municipal level or is there, should there be uh, overarching regulations at state? This is what municipalities need to do or have to do. I, I think both. Uh, I think there needs to be um, clear uh, leadership by, by NERSA. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and um, obviously at, at the municipal level also, I think, so what we're doing on our side is to, to try and also come up with a sort of a blueprint mm -hmm. to, to help municipalities, um, you know, with what needs to be done, what can be done, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, how to, how to start doing it. So, so um, the city of Cape Town, I think, is a prime example of that. And we, we heard last week that they, you know, they they now starting to open up the grid for households yes. and and um, you know also buying, um, you know, at a at a rate that will also almost start making it um, feasible for from an investment point of view. Even if if, if an homeowner wants to put up more that he than he or she needs, so mm -hmm. so that, that those sort of things need to be thrashed out, and and we will try from our side through that working group of ours to. Um, you know, to make a contribution there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Johan, before I let you go, I just want you to perhaps have a look forward yeah. 10 years, 2033. What is the power situation going to look like in South Africa 10 years from now? Uh, and um, what would you like it to look like? I guess those are two separate questions. Yes. What do you think it's going to look like in 10 years? What could it look like in 10 years? Well, I think um, ESCOM will always be part of the part of the mix, so we're not trying to, to build another ESCOM. Mm -hmm. But ESCOM is not the answer. Um, we, we must uh, privatize, deregulize, um, so if, uh, if, we have, if we want to have any chance at all. So the solutions are available. Yeah. So, um, so I, th I think that um, we, um, we probably go through a, uh, you know, through, a, through a bad patch, but I think if we start implementing uh, on the medium term and on the long term, mm -hmm. It, it 
it can look better. And I think someone like Andre Pinar has that vision to say not only South Africa, but Africa, mm -hmm. you know. So, um, so yes, um, so I think the, the, the two roads, if, if government and NERSA and, and ESCOM do the right things now, um, in the medium term, we, we can start recovering um, um, and, and bring in the right players and capital and we can go to a high ground. Mm -hmm. but, but, but if not, um, you know, I think uh, you know, it will only get worse um, and you'll have these communities, pockets of, of, of excellence with those that um, you know, can, can afford as far as they can. Um, but you'll have a landscape of, of, of misery in terms of energy. Which energy. is not sustainable if you have people who have the means to go off the grid and produce wealth, etc. They're yeah. surrounded by a, a sea of people who just do not have the means to participate in the economy and the economy is broken because they don't have electricity. Absolutely, and it's a recipe for a lot of other things except yeah. darkness. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's hope we get things right in the next yeah. 10 years. Johan Kreer is Head of uh, Community Independence at AfriForum. Uh, best of luck with your initiatives. And I uh, hope to invite you on the show again, maybe a bit later this year, for an update on how things are progressing. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much, Duncan.